Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and thanks again for joining us on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Jennifer. And we want to take a few minutes today to talk to you about how you can use employee engagement to really retain some of your employees. You know, it, it seems like more and more we're being asked from a marketing perspective to jump in and be involved in employee engagement. And I would say in the last six months or so, um, we've had quite a few clients come to us and um, not to complain, but to just to kind of like bend our ear. What do you think is going on? Because, you know, we're losing employees left and right and employees that, you know, Folks, these are practices that treat their folks well and pay them well and, um, you know, have good working environments. So why are employees walking out the door? Um, The fact is, I just pulled pulled up the numbers this morning. Unemployment sits at less than 5%. Actually, as of this morning, it was something like 4.7%. So we're hearing more and more from our from our clients that their employees are jumping ship. Sometimes they're, they're jumping ship for, you know, an extra quarter, an hour. So retention has become a real issue. And um, so much so that the marketing department, we've been asked more and more to jump in and to take some responsibility just for overall employee engagement. So I pulled up an article um, recently just trying to find out, you know, well, how much is how much from an expense standpoint, what are we looking at total employees? And, you know, roughly 32% of all expenses, let's just say from a primary care office are related to employee salaries and benefits. Had a doctor that actually had published out there that, you know, roughly between 22 and 26% of his total practice expenses were related to employees, um, not including the benefits that he offered. So, you know, think about it. You got a third of all the money that you're spending is going to paying your employees and training your employees and providing benefits to your employees. And then here, you know, the, the unemployment rate drops and they jump ship for, you know, 50 cents. And then you've got to bring them back on somebody new, get them up to speed, onboard them. And you got to do all of this without skipping a beat with your patients. What a headache. Seriously. <laughs> um, so why would marketing be involved? Maybe That's what I ask. Yeah. And yeah, maybe you're asking yourself that too, as you're listening, but um, really, I think it comes down to just the fact that communication has evolved, especially in the last couple of years. And you know, one of the big things that we're tasked with is reputation management. And I think the key is to know that it's it's not just the responsibility of the marketing department or of the physicians. And in fact, it's it's usually quite the opposite because a lot of times in these um, review sites, they're not complaining about the care that they receive. No. They're they're talking about. The frontline team when they were waiting or someone at the you know when they were checking out was rude or the billing department screwed up or whatever the case may be so I think you need you need buy-in from the entire team there and that really starts with communication no I, I couldn't agree more and communication has just changed you know people expect instant results and instant feedback they don't want to wait to talk to a physician to get an answer for something really basic they feel like they should be able to ask anybody at the practice and um Something I'm going to reference right now, make sure if you don't have it already that you go and download our ebook on 10 tips to creating rockstar employees, where we talk about how to integrate your marketing activities with your employee engagement activities, and that you every employee that you've got 
is an opportunity to market your practice, whether it's internally marketing your practice to other employees or externally marketing your practice out there to your potential patients. So Corey, from a standpoint of, um, of what the millennials want, beside, besides money, what is it that a practice can do to attract and to retain some of the best employees out there? Well, speaking as a millennial, just barely, um, <laughs> so I think it, it comes down to feeling satisfied on the job and yeah payment is important but it's also about something else um, there's actually a recent study that came out that said 64 um, percent of millennials say that it's a priority that they uh, make the world a better place and and you- i'm rolling my eyes here because i <laughs> i'm not a millennial and i just can't imagine how making the world a better place applies to managing your practice well I, I mean I think it does in the fact that you're helping people you know like not you're not you know like changing the world per se but you are helping people in like their day-to-day lives so I mean I think that there's sort of a, a connection there we can uh, get to that down the road yeah <laughs> Um, but again, that, that all goes back to communication too. Um, 72% say that they would like to be their own boss, uh, but if they do have to work for a boss, which most of them do because they're 20 to 30, um, then they want a boss to serve more as a coach or a mentor. And and I think you know in healthcare, especially when you're working directly with a doctor, sometimes you know you're not you're, they're not a coach or a mentor. You're just sort of their they're sounding not, they're board. Not, they're not your friend. No. They're not anything. No. They're not even your boss, really. They are the person that you stand behind and you take care of them. Right, but on a, on a bad day, though, they are your worst enemy. That's right. Um, and, and I'll reiterate, too. So Corey is a millennial, so I think he provides, although barely, he provides <laughs> the, the right unique perspective. But the folks that we're talking about are age 20 to 30 years old. And very soon, in the next couple of years, they're going to be the largest chunk of the workforce out there. As boomers retire, they're being replaced by the millennials. This is what the millennials are saying that they want, and this is what your practice has to start thinking about if you're going to attract and engage and retain employees. Yeah, I think one of the the biggest numbers out of this study was that 88% of millennials prefer a collaborative work culture rather than a competitive one. And I, I think the practices that recognize that now um, will do a lot better. And we've seen that just with some of the ones that we work with. You know, when, when things are structured in teams and everyone is sort of working together towards the same goal, those seem to, to do a little bit better when there's a handful of people on, on the same team kind of pulling in the same direction. I, I guess so. I mean, it drives me nuts because I grew up in a different time. And <laughs> this is the age group that is grew up where everybody got a ribbon for participating in the sport. I have so many ribbons. And it didn't matter <laughs> if you came in first, second, or third. It was never about the competition. It was just about the participation. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, too, is I think with a lot of millennials, uh, there is a sense of entitlement. And I think that's kind of what you're hanging out there. Um, you know, like talking about how they want to work in teams and for a boss that is a mentor. And one of the things on this was they want uh, flexible work schedules. Like, well, yeah, everybody wants a flexible work schedule, right? I, mean, I would love a flexible work schedule, yeah. <laughs> but in a private practice, I don't really know that that's going to be that's going to be the case. And then something like almost ninety percent said they want work life integration, which isn't actually the same as work life balance, since work and life now blend together all the time. They want work life integration, and I was at a loss of how to actually translate that to helping um, helping your practice. Yeah. It- so, how do these things apply to your medical practice? Well, I think let's break some of them down. So 64% say that it's a priority for them to make 
the world a better place. So that means that your employees need to believe in what you're doing. They need to believe in your doctors. Um, and you, as the you know either the physician or the office manager, you need to communicate the good things that are going on in the practice. You know that's the charitable activities that you're doing, the events you're going to, um, positive patient feedback. Yeah, uh, we had a um, we had a, a practice recently that had an employee that um, really during her last couple of weeks of work had been collecting used DME products, and then she went on a mission trip to Haiti. And it was distributing DME products to folks that would not have gotten it. She did some casting seminars over there. She um, got you know members from her church, and they just did this huge thing of outreach. And then it was great because she sent us this series of um, kind of her like almost like her diary entries, like a blog post, but they were written out with pictures of all the people that she impacted in Haiti. And we were able to then get it out there to the employees. And I think she even had one of the physicians or a physician with her. And the employees never would have known about this if we hadn't told them and communicated to them. So if the millennials say that it's a priority for them to make the world a better place, then let's share the messages of where our physicians and our employees and our patients are actually making a difference in the world. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, we're big fans of testimonials and how those things work and how they, they impact potential patients. But they also impact the employees, too, because, you know, we have some really great stories of someone coming in and then getting treatment and, and getting their life back or like we just did something with a, a cute kid that's able to play baseball again like you know you share that with the employees and it sort of reminds them that like in the day-to-day you know you can lose sight of that because you don't see the patients all the time or you're not dealing with them directly no and you're dealing with the negatives exactly. and not always the outcomes at the end of the day right so if you can talk about the outcomes and the positives it can go a long way so 72% of millennials want to be their own boss, which we know doesn't really apply to a medical practice, but nearly 80% of them would want, if they have to have a boss, they want their boss to serve more like a coach or a mentor. So a couple of things that you can do right now, maybe to address this statistic is, you know, one, establish opportunities, especially for your new employees or your newer employees a year or under under to be able to visualize opportunities for advancement within the practice. You know, they don't necessarily want to be competitive, but I think that... You, you want know, to know what's out there. Yeah, you want to know what's out there and where you could see yourself in five years. And it's important, especially for someone who's been there a while, if you're the practice administrator, maybe you're, you know, you've been with your practice and you're tasked with marketing and maybe HR also, because we've seen that with many practices where the HR and the marketing person are the same. Um, it's important for us to have some sort of formal like structure to mentoring, whether you're pairing somebody that's been there for 10 years with somebody that's new, making sure that you've got, you know, one or two people that shows your new hires, you know, where the break room is, where the restroom is, how to microwave, where they can get a cup of coffee. Um, and then somebody that, you know, is, is tasked with having a relationship with that employee so that they feel like, you know, they have someone they can turn to, you know, it's maybe a department that they're looking to grow in, you know, again, reinforcing the, reinforcing the opportunities for advancement. Yeah. And I think too, the thing with millennials is everybody wants to feel valued and important and just knowing your employees can kind of make a a big difference there especially in some of these you know larger multi-office practices where you know they employ 150 people you know it might be hard to know everybody's name but if you can remember who they are and kind of what they're doing or something about them i think that can go a long way too yeah i um there's there's something to be said about that person you know that 
the CEO that walks around the office and knows all the employees by right. name and just, you know, gets there early in the morning and goes around and says hello to everybody. You know, that is a time-tested tactic that just works and it continues to work when the CEO or the practice administrator walks over to a billing specialist and knows them by name and asks how their kids baseball game went, you know, this past Saturday, that means that there's a connection and there's a family there and that is just helpful in, in retaining employees. Yeah, of any age. Okay, so um, 88% of millennials prefer a collaborative work environment to a competitive one. So what do we do there, Corey? Well, I think one of the big things here is to recognize employees for a job well done. Like I said, everybody wants to feel valued. So, you know, whether that's on social media or maybe in an employee newsletter or on a break room announcement or, you know, establish some sort of like reward system just to say, hey, you went above and beyond and and we saw that you did that. Yeah. And I say, don't just recognize. I mean, recognizing one on one is very important, but recognize to recognize the achievements of one employee to the greater masses right you know it it says a lot if you've got somebody that's been working at your practice for 25 years and it says a lot to that person that's only been there for three years it also says a lot that you take the time to recognize those little milestones it says a lot not just to that employee but it says a lot to the other employees and even to your patients patients pay attention to how you treat other people and the way that you treat employees can pay dividends in the long run Right. And that's one of the reasons I think the the social media aspect kind of makes sense because, you know, again, if I'm a potential patient and I'm doing my research and I happen to go on your Facebook page, I'm going to scroll down the news feed. And if I see that you're honoring Becky, who's been there for 25 years, you know, that says something about the practice because there's not a high turnover rate, which must mean it's a good place to work, which must mean it's probably a pretty good place to to go to to get care. Yeah. And if you're, yes. And and, it's an indirect And if I'm wearing my marketing hat, marketing recognizing your employees on social media is a great opportunity to grow your social media channels right. because your employees are raving fans. They're going to be the ones out there saying and sharing and you know, they've got all their friends and people are going to create the association. So you just it's a win-win. Yeah, exactly. And if and if they've got their picture up there, you know that they're going to be sharing that and getting family involved and people that would have never seen it otherwise. And all of a sudden you're growing your your reach and your impressions on your social media campaigns. All right, so part of creating a um, collaborative work culture rather than a competitive one as it relates to the medical practice, one of the other ideas is that we've got, you know, what what your goal is is really to create a little family and, you know, to bring your employees into that family because then it's got, you know, the family is the collaborative culture and hopefully your family doesn't compete against each other. They can compete amongst each other, but not necessarily against each other. So don't forget about you know employee appreciation events, recognizing all the employees together for a job well done. Don't forget about treating your employees once in a while. You know, okay, so your employees are always you know working to satisfy management, but once in a while, management should work to satisfy employees. So we had a practice recently that had you know a large employee appreciation event. And what they did is we took management and the people that they always see, you know, whether it was the marketing department, the practice administrator, the HR, the head of HR, the head of billing. And we all worked behind the table serving food for the employees to make sure that the employees knew how valued they were. And I will say as the person who was at the very end in charge of putting the bread on the plates and making sure everybody was happy, I made a point of making sure that everybody had what they needed and that they knew where they could go pick up their gifts 
and I was just shooting the breeze with them. And I had so many employees come to me afterwards and say, what a difference it made. And now we have a relationship that we didn't have before because I took the time to service the employees rather than have the employees servicing us. And don't forget about work anniversaries. Anniversaries are so important. Big. Yeah. I think that anniversaries, birthdays, those kinds of things, they are huge. And they go a long way, not only to making the employee feel special, um, but, you know, it just it, it creates sort of a buzz about the office. Because if everybody knows that it's so-and-so's whatever anniversary or, or their birthday, um, then, you know, that person's going to – they're going to come into maybe a decorated office and everyone's going to stop by and say, hey, happy birthday. How's it going? And, uh, you know, it's just a nice little thing to do, especially if you're trying to build this sort of culture a, as a family. Um, we actually, we have an older podcast where I spoke with Michelle Lee of Avery Partners in DDS Staffing. And um, I remember specifically in that episode, she was telling me how an employee shared with her that the cake the office bought for her birthday, that was the only time that anyone recognized her birthday. She didn't really have any family, and she wasn't going to get a cake anywhere else. But she came in; her her cube was decorated. There was a cake there, and um, you know she's loyal to them for life because of that. And um, you know, work is like a family, and you should treat them as such. So I, I really recommend that you go back and listen to that episode because there's a lot of great pieces of information in there from Michelle. All right, so let's talk about some some immediate tips that practice administrators can implement right now to begin focusing on employees, especially retaining them? Well, I think one of the big things that we talk about with marketing, and we opened the episode with this, was talking about communication. And um, it so often gets forgotten about just sort of in the minutia of every day. But tell them what's going on with your practice. I think that's something a ton of practices do not do a good job of letting the employees know what's happening. Yeah, tell them what events you're going to, who you're helping out there in the community, you know, share some patient testimonial stories with your employees. You know, this will inspire employees and it'll remind them that they're making a difference and that the practice is making a difference. Definitely. And if you don't have one, create an employee newsletter. And that can be something, you know, it can be a Word document where you throw some photos on there and some text or uh, it can be an email or you can, you know, print something out or create a, you know, something you put on You can do it on the intranet. On the intranet. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of things. It doesn't have to be, you know, something that's like big and printed and a ton of work, but there should be something that goes out regularly that discusses announcements and recognizes anniversaries, birthdays, those kinds of things. You know, you can start right now planning an initiative to reward employees for doing the right things. You know, whether it's something where, you know, somebody can drop a suggestion in a box or other employees can recognize employees for doing a job well done. We have a practice that we work with that has a program where employees nominate other employees and then um, you get a certain number of tickets or tokens and at the end you um, can trade those tokens in for gifts we actually talked about recently taking like old tchotchkes from the marketing department you know where we order sunblock and band-aids and hats and wine bottle um, holders and coolers and things of that nature throughout the year and holding them back and then you know rewarding employees with a ticket or a token or something or you know pretend dollars that they can come in at the end of the month and they can trade them in for the tchotchkes which then they get something back from the practice as well so whatever your initiative program or your reward program is 
put it in place. Yeah, and, and when all else fails, food always works oh, really well. Oh, food always works. Gift cards and food. Yeah, and we work with a practice that uh, every other Friday, they have like ice cream, ice cream Friday, and basically the head of HR just walks around and hands out ice cream bars to all the employees, and they love that. That would make me happy. Right? Yeah, that um, would make me happy. Yeah. Another practice that we work with, they, they have a set schedule where they'll only let um, like outside vendors and, and reps come in on a certain day and a certain time, and they have to bring lunch. And when they bring lunch, all the employees get to go in there because it's from 12 to 1. It's free food. The office doesn't spend a dime, and the employees love it. Yeah, those are great ideas. And I actually think we have some different um, resources available on the Dr. Marketing Tips website. And we'll put them together for this podcast episode because we can put all these employee tips and tricks together. And then kind of the final thing that I think you can um, you can implement immediately is just to make sure that you recognize employees who've been in with your practice, recognize them on milestone anniversaries and also on birthdays. Because Corey said it before, you know, once in a while, everybody wants to feel special. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, like Jen said, we'll put all these resources together. Don't forget to uh, check out the ebook and um, the past episode with Michelle. It was actually called uh, Understanding the Role Between Happy Employees and Patient Satisfaction. Yeah, so it was if, a great episode. Yeah, and if you search that, it'll come right up for you. Yeah, and you know, again, so you know, maybe it's not impacting your practice right now. Maybe your employees aren't jumping ship, but as the um, national unemployment rate continues to drop, hopefully continues to drop, it, it becomes more and more of an employee market. So if 30% of your total expenses is related to employees you certainly can't afford to be losing employees for little minor things so it might as well be proactive than reactive and um, it'll be better in the long run for your practice so with that said i'm jennifer i'm Corey, and we'll see you next time on the dr marketing tips podcast Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.